Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Montana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass. Caught by Clark! Clark out a touchdown! Troy Clark has it! It's a touchdown for the 49ers! You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back. The 49ers dominate the Vikings 27-10, headed to the NFC Championship game. In the words of Jimmy Garoppolo, feels great, baby, to be in the NFC title game again one of the greatest franchises in football is back in the in the NFC title game for, t- for the 16th time, tied with the Steelers. Um, they get it done on Saturday, early game. It really wasn't close. It was just a beat you up type game. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. You know, we we waited until now to record. So we're recording this Sunday night. We we just watched mm-hmm. the Packers beat the Seahawks. So we kind of mm-hmm. wanted to know who the 49ers were going to play before we jumped on and recorded because we could have got on last night. Yeah, and we both would have been a little litty, having a little bit of fun. Yeah, but, mine would have been drug related, but yeah, <laughs> I was definitely <laughs> putting the yinglings away. So I was ready to, I was ready to record, but at the same time, I'd kind of take a step back. Let's see who they're going to play. Let the let the win marinate a little bit. This was a good win. This is like I said, dominating win. I think this is one of the best team performances we've seen from the whole squad all year. Thought everybody did their jobs really, really well on Saturday. A lot of unnecessary pacing for me on Saturday. Yeah. Morning. And the nerves leading up to it, so it's nice to just kind of come out and dominate a game like that. It was nice. It's very nice. Yeah, for sure. This is the Fourth and Gold Podcast. I'm Javi. That is Matt. Uh, catch us on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast and catch the podcast wherever podcasts are found. So wherever you found this one, uh, subscribe, rate, review, and we will take care of you um, and you know provide content as much as possible. Uh, the Niners have given us the opportunity to provide a winning podcast again. Um, and they are mm-hmm. going to the NFC title game, which is amazing. And, you know, like you, I was pacing uh, early Saturday. I didn't feel good still, and I was like, man, I don't know about this game. Then you got – part of it is, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I let some of the media sh- – the bullshit get in my head, and I'm like, okay, why why were 
the Niners being questioned. Where is the hole? Where is the weakness? And I'm trying to find it. And I'm like, wait a second. It's Kirk Cousins. And this offensive line stinks. <laughs> D Ford is back. Like, what, Javier, what is wrong with you? And, you know, that's, that's fair. I don't really like to judge or not judge. I don't like to uh, underestimate my opponent. I've learned that being, you know, playing sports early and, mm-hmm. you know, being in the military, you, you learn to have some, you ever learn to have respect for your opponent. And I'm like, all right. Okay, yes, any given Sunday, there's a chance. We saw that later on Saturday night when the uh, Titans rolled over the Ravens. But, <laughs> but you know, it was it was one of them feelings. You know, the Niners are up. It was 14-10 and a half. I was like, all right, this game's over. And literally, I just sat down, had a Modelo on my couch. I felt like I was like, you know, Al Pacino and Godfather just sitting there watching the Niners do their thing. I didn't even have to get up and get super excited. Didn't have to raise my voice. I thought the game was over. And then, you know, Kyle Shannon said, you know what? The Vikings can't fuck with us. We're going to run it down your throat all the second half. And that's exactly what the Niners did. Yeah, that, that one drive, they scored a touchdown. Tevin Coleman punched it in. They ran <laughs> run, the run, ball run, eight run, straight run. times. Yeah. Eight straight times. It was times. beautiful. They just ran the beautiful. ball. There's the, you can't stop us. We're going to do this. We're going to impose our will on you. And look, I, you know, I was talking about it last night where I said Kyle was extra disrespectful. And he was like, no, he wasn't. He didn't dial anything up. I'm like, that's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. He knew what he had to do. He knew that he can just line him up, put George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk in the game, line him up, put Coleman, Mostert, Breda, whoever they want to put back there. It doesn't matter. They're gonna run. They're gonna run for. They're gonna run for big yards. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, Tevin Coleman, his best game that we've seen out of him since Carolina. Uh, yeah. he, he crossed 100, 100 yards. Uh, Twenty two carries for one hundred five yards and a pair of touchdowns. Uh, consistent all game, right? Nothing crazy. His long was eleven, so he wasn't he wasn't breaking it down the sideline. And this isn't one of those games where, if you take away his longest run, the rest of his stats look not great. He yeah. was consistent all game long, and uh, it was nice to see. You know, again, Kyle Shanahan finds the hot hand. He finds it early and he rides it, and and it just yeah. happened to be on Saturday. It was Tevin Coleman. Yeah, and you know, like you said on that on that drive, eight plays uh, for forty four yards. Took four minutes, 55 seconds. Uh, the eight plays, Coleman, four yards. Coleman, six yards. Coleman, six yards. Mostert, seven. Mostert, four. Mostert, four. Coleman for 11. Coleman for two for the touchdown. Like, that's just, you know, that's smash-mouth football. The Niners have been known for, you know, wine and cheese because they're from California. <laughs> you know, they're soft. They uh, they showed who they were on Saturday, The more, one of the most physical teams in the NFL. Um, and they... they manhandled the the Vikings defensive line in the run game and that's you can see it in the second half it started to wear on the Vikings they didn't want to tackle they're making business decisions um you can't take down Coleman and Mostert with arm tackles you can't block Kittle half-ass you know you know you can't can't do that and the Niners just kept pounding the ball 47 rushes we talked about it all season Kyle Shanahan has always mentioned he wants to have 30 rushes in a game he had 47 um (laughs) to the to 10 of the Vikings. That's just completely taking a team out of the game plan, forcing Kirk Cousins to pass, forcing Kirk Cousins to beat you, and forcing that offensive line to protect, and they couldn't get it done. So um, shout-out to Kyle Shanahan, Robert Sala, the defense, the offense, the team in general, came out to play. Did they, look, they looked a little sluggish in that second drive, but other than that, they were fine, and they had the game well in hand, and Kyle, Kyle knew it. I don't think Kyle wanted to put anything out on tape um, because now we're playing the Packers, and the Packers have seen – some of the disrespectful Kyle that we talked about mm-hmm. um, during that game. So maybe Kyle has some more disrespectful, 
disrespectful shit in his in his play playbook uh, for this Sunday. Um, but uh, do you want to you want to talk about these uh, playoff games that happened real quick and then get into uh, yeah. last night's game? Yeah, let's run through it. So you know, obviously, we watched the 49ers win, which is great. Yeah, I, th- definitely. I think that made the rest of watching football for the rest of the weekend easy. So easy. Right? It's so easy when trip. the 49ers win. You know, you know, you got another game. It's so yeah. easy to just watch. Who cares? You can half-ass watch. That's what I did. I wasn't like mm-hmm. studying the games, but I had them on, and I'm paying attention, yeah. and I'm bouncing back and forth between Twitter and the game. Uh, you know, but we'll start with the Ravens game. Wow. I, I, I want to say uh, I'm surprised I'm not shocked. Yeah. We There's a track record of running quarterbacks dominating in the regular season, and then all of a sudden you get to the playoffs, and you can't do it anymore. Too many teams have seen you on tape. Too many teams have have been able to put it together. Um, Tennessee right now is ride or die with Derrick Henry. <laughs> that's that's what they're doing. They're 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 putting the ball in his hands and they're saying, "Go win us playoff games." And so far, he's two for two. Yeah, he's he's you know for those people who called him a bust when he was getting drafted and he you know didn't have great success his first year. Like that's why some of these, you know, these pundits who are experts or claim to be experts on draft evals, some of their takes are terrible. Derrick Henry, he's a, he's two hundred forty pounds, he's six four, and he runs like a gazelle. What made you think he wouldn't get it going? Sometimes coaching changes need to happen, offensive game plans need to change, and you see it. The Tennessee Titans have made a commitment to run the ball. Now, granted, uh, can they do that next week against the Chiefs? Um, if Mahomes is doing Mahomey things, then, you know, maybe not. Then you're going to have to worry about Tannehill. But for Baltimore to, you know, they look like they were a team that rested three weeks. They they sat everybody week 17. Mm-hmm. They had the bye week. And then they come in to this game. You know, they've been a pretty arrogant team all year. Not, like, not disrespectful arrogant, but they've been very, very confident, cocky um, about their play. And the thing I've always said about Lamar Jackson, maybe not on here, but you know, with folks that talk about football, Lamar has an issue with throwing to the boundaries. And I thought the Niners did a good job of that when they played played Baltimore in, in, the, in the game earlier in the year. They, they forced him a few times to throw the boundary. He couldn't complete those passes. Mm-hmm. Tennessee took the seams in the middle away from, from uh, Lamar, and he couldn't get anything consistently going. And then you saw that. He forced some bad throws to the outside, had an interception, two interceptions. And... Um, you know that's that's just the kind of shit you're gonna get with Lamar Jackson. He's he's very much needs to have the middle of the field open for his offense to work. Yeah, in the I passing said, game. I said it last night that the the Ravens now remind me of the Harbaugh 49ers. Um, you know, it, it not more than just the quarterback, more than just the running quarterback is Kaepernick and, and and Lamar Jackson, but just in the way the teams are built, and the way those two teams were built were to get a lead. And then ride your defense, maintain a lead. Neither one were very good at playing from behind, and I, I felt like if the Ravens ever got behind in the playoffs this year, they were going to be in trouble because it's going to get them out of their number one game plan. Yeah, like a Sean McVay sort of situation, right? Once you get them out of Plan A, it's tough. It's tough for him to recuperate. I, I thought Baltimore was very much the same. Um, but moving on, you know, we'll, we'll hit the other game. So Kansas City yeah. and Houston. Woo. An absolutely banana land game. Houston goes up 24 nothing. I'm sitting there texting my buddies, laughing the Chiefs out of the playoffs, thinking yeah. who in their right mind was going to think it was going to be Houston and Tennessee in the AFC Championship game. I'm licking my chops, thinking that if the 49ers make the Super Bowl, they are going to boat race either one of these teams. 
And then Kansas City proceeds to score 41 unanswered points. Yeah. And just, I, holy shit. Uh, yeah, I I didn't get to see the beginning of the Houston KC game because I went to the doctor, like you know, and yeah. then uh, I'm on the way to CVS, and then my alerts go off. It's like, all right, fourteen nothing. I'm like, what? What the fuck? And then I get out of CVS, twenty one nothing. What? What is going on? And then I get home, it's twenty four nothing, and I'm like, there's no fucking way Houston's gonna beat KC. And then. Mahomes does Mahomes things, but Houston bit themselves, kicked themselves in the ass. You know, you go for it on fourth and one, you don't get it, or you, I'm sorry, you take the field goal instead of the touchdown or going for the touchdown, and then you try a fake punt that didn't work, and then you return a kickoff and fumble it, and you gave the Kansas City 21 points in three minutes on short fields. Like, you can't do that, and then that that's changed the whole game right there. Um, Kansas City, man, they're, they're a tough out they're, if their offense gets going, but you can't give them short fields. Like, you just can't do that. You can't give Mahomes 30 yards to go and and expect him not to score a touchdown. Yeah. That That's outrageous thinking. Um, Houston, great season. Deshaun Watson, great quarterback. Bill O'Brien, you suck. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you the thing with Houston, like, you've had some decent quarterbacks, you know, in Carr coming out in the draft. You had Mashab had some decent time there. And then um, now Watson, and you can't protect them. You 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 waste draft picks on Laramie Tunsil, who's done really nothing, and then you don't build that offensive line to protect your star quarterback, who you're about to pay because there's no other option to not pay him. Um, it's it it blows my mind. And then they don't have a pick until 2022 to improve the defense or their offense. Uh, Houston's in a weird spot, but you know Deshaun Watson is that's a bad boy. But shout out to Kansas City for that win. And then the win that made me happy tonight was the Green Bay win. Um, granted, I don't, I respect Aaron Rodgers and things like that. I think it's gonna be a good game on Sunday against the Niners. But to see Seattle lose, you know, and get a call not go their way with the uh, that third down conversion that Jimmy Graham got, um, I'm all for it. You know, it's about time. Sometimes Seattle deserves to not get the calls all the time. Yeah, was he short? Was he not? I think he was short. I, I just, I, I thought he was short too. I, I don't think there's enough to overturn it. Yeah, and that, that comes down to had they called him short, it would have stood as short. Had they called it first down, it's, it obviously stood. Um, I think that's really what it was getting what it's going to come down to. Um, I really don't like Aaron Rodgers. I really don't like him. I think he's a selfish prick, and uh, I didn't stick around to listen to the post game the post game talk. My dad did. And my dad sent me a text. Did you see what Aaron Rodgers did after the game? Mm-hmm. I said, No, no. What do you do? So after that third down pass to Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. he throws an absolute dime. Yeah. Right? He drops it right over the shoulder. He couldn't put that football any better. It was the perfect pass, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Devontae Adams ended up running out of bounds. Well, Aaron Rodgers comes back and goes, well, I really wish you wouldn't have run out of bounds. In the post-game news conference, like on the field, is that where you need to handle that? Is that where you need to handle your business? You just won. You're moving to the NFC Championship game, and the first thing you can think of is, well, my, wide receiver, my idiot wide receiver shouldn't have gone out of bounds. Like, come on, dude. Just don't be a dick, man. And that's just how I yeah. feel about Aaron Rodgers. So I'm I'm actually super excited that we're not seeing the Seahawks. Yes. I didn't want to see have anything to do with them. I think the division games are the Wild West. I think that that's just it's it's it's, it's a can of worms I didn't want to open. Ten, yeah, you eleven out of ten times I would prefer to play the Packers over the Seahawks. Yeah. It's just Russell, man. You give Russell a little bit of hope and he starts doing crazy shit like he did tonight. And that's the last thing the Niners need to deal with. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying I went the easy road, but I, I would 
I'm not saying the Packers are an easy out either, but we saw what we've done to the Packers with no Quan Alexander and no D Ford. Um, I don't expect us to lose this game on Sunday, but it is a game that I will be uh, anxious for and nervous for as always. Yeah. But you know, these are the, this this NFC title game is Niners, Green Bay, AFC, uh, Kansas City, Tennessee. Who expected Tennessee? No one, but no they're one. there and they're doing it um, the old-fashioned way by pounding you to oblivion in the run game. Um, that's going to be a good one, I think. And, uh, of course, Niners and Packers, uh, the late game, that should also be really good. Levi's under the lights is going to be dope. Um, but let's get into this one. The Niners won 27-10. Uh, let's get into it, man. The bad. What what was the bad in this game? I think every 49er fan is going to point to one player mm-hmm. and say the same player that we're about to say. Um, do you want it or I, do you want you want me to take it? This is it's a Kello. Yeah. It's Kello Witherspoon. He had two, three bad plays today, or excuse me, yesterday, and he just, you know, I think his confidence is a little shot. I think they tried yeah. to send him back out there after getting benched in the Seattle game, uh, see how he responded. He didn't respond very well. I think we're going to see Emmanuel Mosley start next week. I don't really think that's a question. They're going to they're going to try him out there. Um, yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, I think Akello got flagged for a pass interference that wasn't pass interference. Yeah, it definitely was not. Not even close to pass interference on, on, on mm-hmm. that one play. Which, by the way, that was one of seven first downs for the Vikings. One of seven, seven, seven total first downs total for the Vikings. Yeah. Came, one came on that pat on a BS pass interference call. Um, and then on the on the touchdown, he just didn't get his head around, and by the time he did, he lost all control of his body. He fell over. Stefan Diggs walks into the end zone. Um we we said it we said it before the game. They're going to pick on whoever is across from Richard Sherman. And it's yeah. up to that player to step up and make plays. Akello didn't. It's all it's the long and short of it right there. Yeah, you know, he was in position and then he lost his technique and then he fell and then Diggs goes in for the touchdown. I mean, he was in good coverage. Like mm-hmm. no one can say he had bad coverage on Stefan Diggs. He just one either he tripped over his own feet or if or Diggs you know they got tied up with their feet and because Diggs tripped up a little bit too on his way to the end zone um he just lost his technique and couldn't make a play on the ball um it's unfortunate because I love I love I love Akel I think he's a good corner I think he just has confidence issues and mojo issues and you, you know you saw that you just mentioned it you get benched you have you start getting targeted you're not getting the calls you get a pass interference call and everything kind of snowballs for him we saw that um, last season too, you know, in that Lions game, they just kept targeting him, yeah. targeting him, targeting him, um, and that's just, you know, it's it's unfortunate because I think part of with Akello, he got hurt and then he just never got back into the swing of things because had he not been hurt, he was playing lights out on the other side. No one was even trying his side to be honest, and um, you know, you saw him being real, real, real cocky and arrogant in that Cincinnati game when Dalton kept trying his side. He was like, "You better stop." Um, memory almost picked six, and then he kicked the ball out of the end zone in the early <laughs> season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know the bad. The bad was Akello, and I hope he can bounce back. I hope he's a player that you know we can keep developing, and um, he's another guy that you know maybe just needs a little bit more time to get to get in there. And then the more you you know trial by fire, the more you do, the better you get. Um, but Akello was the bad in that game. Had he not, you had the stat right. Had had Diggs not scored on that play, what was it? Yeah, I think Diggs had like a forty-four yard touchdown. And yeah. if he didn't score that touchdown, um, the Vikings had 147 yards total. Total, yeah. That's so right. that's a third of their yards on one play. 41 yards, excuse me. It's a 41-yard touchdown. Yeah. So so basically uh, between yeah. a quarter and a third of their yards came on one play. Came yeah. on one play. And, and, and for what it's worth, 
Stefan Diggs was targeted five times and he only caught two passes. So yeah, they did a good job of shutting him down outside of Akello. Um, but he was on a short leash. Kello was on a short leash. He was pulled after yep. that touchdown. Um, I think Salah knew. I think they had a game plan coming in, and they said, "Hey, we're going to trot him out there. We're going to give him a shot. If if he if he doesn't do it, he's getting pulled." And that's exactly yeah. what happened. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Look, there's a whole bunch of recency bias that goes into the way players are playing. And one of the things that it's like why all the people are picking the Vikings to beat the 49ers recency bias, right? What's the most recent thing you've seen? You've seen the Vikings beat the saints in new Orleans. Yeah. Well, we think the saints are better than the 49ers for whatever reason. People think that. So they think that the Vikings are going to be able to waltz right into Santa Clara and do the same thing. They clearly couldn't. We were talking about it. Akello was playing the first five weeks of the year. Akello was almost better than Sherman was. Yeah, and that's how good he was playing. He gets hurt. He comes back. He has confidence issues and recency bias. Everyone wants to just kick him to the curb. We got to get rid of this guy. He's a bum. He's not a bum. He's not a bum. He's going through a little bit of a gully right now, but we've seen him play really, really high, and we've seen him yeah. play really, really low. He just needs to work on his consistency. Um, but that's enough about Akello. I'm hoping he can he can step back step back up and and get it back together. But I do think we're gonna see Mosley. Uh, the not so good. Once yeah. once you start us off with this one, what was not so good? In, in I think we game. both. I think we both just had the one thing, and that was the Jimmy interception. Yep. You know, the the. I think. Well, actually, I should say two. There's two passes. Two mm-hmm. Jimmy. Two Jimmy passes in this game. One was actually an interception. The other one was tipped out by Kendrick Bourne. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Kendrick's almost had two picks in this game. The early one, where he goes to Kittle, and it's uh, nearly picked off, and I think it's Kendrick Bourne who comes in, and squats it down, um, and then the yeah. the obvious Jimmy pick. I don't think Jimmy um, even saw. Um, Kendrick's just sitting there, and you know the, the Chris Collinsworth is like, oh, he never bit on the play action. Well, one, there was no play action on right. the play. Correct. Um, Thank you. And two, it, it, Jimmy just he needs to see that he needs to he needs to look Kendrick's off, look left, and not be on your number, not be on your read to Debo in that situation because Debo is coming wide open. Um, that's you know another slant for Debo, or it was a post, one of the two. Um, and Debo was coming wide open. The ball would have been been there for Debo. He just didn't see Kendricks, and that's just something Jimmy's got to be better at. We all know it. Um, and but it didn't cost us anything. It didn't cost us the game. Um, it, you know, it, it turned into three points for the Vikings, and that was the end of it. But um, the dumb Jimmy throw. He made two of them yesterday, and we hope you know you got to clean those things up because again, better teams will make you pay for that. And I'm not saying the Vikings are a bad team, but they're not. You know, Kirk Cousins doesn't scare me the way Aaron Rodgers could scare me or Russell Wilson could scare me. But going into the next game, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, not Kirk Cousins. If you give Aaron Rodgers a short field, he may turn three to seven instead of just the, the you know the field goal that the Vikings have put up in that in that situation. So um, the Jimmy throw, just clean that up. That was not so good. Pretty much everything else was you know dominant. Other than that, Jimmy played a, a pretty good game outside of that two outside of those two passes. Yeah, they didn't ask Jimmy to do much, right? They didn't ask him to do didn't much. Have they, to. They, they just run the ball, man. Just just hand the ball off and let's run it. Uh, you're right. He had those two passes. Um, the interception, they had a good downfield angle of it, and you can just see that Garoppolo is just lined in, zoned in, tunnel vision. He's not seen anything else before he throws that ball. Um, look, it, the key for the 49ers has to be not turn the ball over because if you look at the defense over the course of the year, the defense doesn't give up many long touchdown drives. None. Especially not when they're fully healthy. 
Not when they have D4, Quan Alexander, Jaquaski Tart, who all, by the way, came out of this game clean, no injuries, no nothing. They are all going to be ready to rock and roll unless they have a setback during the week. So those guys are all good. They don't give up long touchdown drives. The last thing you can do is hand Aaron Rodgers the ball on a 30-yard line. You can't yeah. do it. You can't hand him on, on, on your 30-yard line where he's only got to go 30 yards to, to get points, even less if Mason Crosby can bang home a field goal. Other than that, yeah, you're right. Jimmy, Jimmy Grappolo played a pretty good game. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot, but he delivered when they did ask him to do it. Um, he had some good throws down the field to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Sanders is becoming that guy that kind of kickstarts the offense in the first quarter and then kind of bows out, just like we were talking yeah. about before. And he did it again this game. Uh, Perry catches on the first drive, which the first drive was so beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, they surgical. Drove, drove right down the field, perfect the whole way down, scored seven points, got the, got the game started off right. Uh, coming off a three and out that the defense provided. Um, but also something we got to talk about with Jimmy. There was an end around to Debo Samuel. Ah. <laughs> it's Jimmy fucking pancakes out here throwing pancake blocks on linebackers. You love, you love to see it. Jimmy pancakes. Jimmy pancakes. Jimmy Pancakes. It wasn't really a, like he just pushed him. Like I don't think it was like super. No, he didn't like actually pancake block him. He just like he it's got just him funny. He got him off his off his uh, off his balance, and he just went. He just fell over. But I mean, according to the stat sheet, when I calculate pancake blocks, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have one, one TD, one pancake, one interception, one win. That sounds good to me. Bingo, bingo, um, bingo. <laughs> Jimmy was a linebacker in high school, so I mean. He knows what yeah. he's doing. He can hit. He's a big guy. Yeah, he's, he's a big not, guy. He's not, he's not a pussy, that's for sure. He's uh, a <laughs> the man does not care. Um, uh, this game was. It just felt so easy. Is that weird that I'm, that I feel like we are going to Super Bowl and we're going to win the Super Bowl? Um, yeah. Like just it, because, it feels just like it's I, being. I, it's like hurt. too good. It's like too good to be true. You know I, what I mean? I've been I've been hurt too many times. Yeah. By this team, they they have they have stabbed me in the heart before, so I'm not ready to say they're going to, they're going to the Super Bowl and they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to take the Russell Wilson route, and I'm going to take this one game at a time, one snap at a time. I don't want to overlook the next opponent. You're going to cliche I'm, me to yeah, death. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to live. I'm going to live in a book of football cliches. Okay. Until, All right. Until well. That, until that okay. Goes. Well, I feel very very uh, like this is getting really too easy, and that's fine, <laughs> um, because we'll get into it right now. The good. Um, the good of this game, the offensive line. I thought the offensive line was outstanding. Joe Staley had another great game. Um, McGlinchey had a couple hiccups. Other than that, he was fine. Lakin yep. Tomlinson, you know, attacking double teams, coming off his double teams, um, and picking up extra blocks. Uh, I thought Ben Garland was really well, really good. Um, and then of course, um, Mike Person played a, a good game. And then the extension of the offensive line. I mean, I can lump them in together. Kittle and Yuschek in their blocking for, mm-hmm. you know, 50-plus plays in the in the run game. I'm sorry, for 47 rushes. You know, those guys are unsung heroes when it comes to the rushing attack. I know Juice – I shouldn't say unsung, but they get mentioned a lot. But I was watching the Baldy Breakdowns, and I was watching some of the, the TV copy again later earlier today. And just the shit Juice and Kittle do. Kittle literally lifted Everson Griffin off of his feet. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he did. He did it to Daniel Hunter as well. Like, that is insane for a tight end to do what he's do- doing in the run game. 
Um, and then, of course, Staley looks healthy, and that's a plus. And he's just moving guys out of the way, keeping his edge contained, and, you know, keeping up his keep, – oh, my it – was, it was a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Um, the offensive line and Kittle and Juszczyk, um, you know, those seven guys blocking, it's really hard to stop. Um, that's That was the good for me. You know, I, I don't – I think everyone can agree there. That was just outstanding work by those seven guys. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was outstanding work by everybody on this team yesterday. <clears throat> I mean, top to bottom. Uh, look, we, we covered the bad, the not so good. The rest, you can throw everybody else in the good. The whole team. Everyone else in the good. The whole team. Right, we're top down. Talking. Shanahan had an awesome game plan. Salah had an awesome game plan, and he made what little slight adjustments they needed to make. Apparently, the, the 49ers can't stop the run. That's something people have been harping on all year. They gave up 10 carries for 21 yards. Dalvin Cook had 9 carries for 18 yards for a whopping 2 yards per carry. Let's not kid ourselves. When this defense is healthy, they are all together. This is the best defense in football, and it's not even close. It's not even close. When you look at the four defenses that are left in the left in the in the tournament, it's not even close. This 49ers defense is miles ahead of the Packers. They are miles ahead of the Chiefs. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They're miles ahead of the Titans. This team can play. Let's, uh, let's single some people out here for the good. Uh, I'm going to stick with the D-line. Go ahead. D-line. They got five first-round picks on that defensive line. Yep. All five of them got sacks. Solomon Thomas. Nick Bosa came out with two. Solomon Thomas had one. Armstead, Buckner, and D. Ford, in his triumphant return, had one sack. That is incredible. That is incredible to get sacks from all five of your your first-round picks. It's exactly what you want to see. Look, again, Solomon Thomas. We may have only found now at 326. But now it's the perfect dollar that I needed. I needed a, I needed a bag of chips, and I got it. Solomon Thomas provided for me. It's perfect. They had nine tackles behind the line of scrimmage as a yeah. team. Nine tackles behind the line of scrimmage as a team. That is incredible. They were flying all over the place. The team is faster with Quan on the field. The team is faster with Jaquaski Tart on the field. Oh, man. And when they lined up, when they lined up Nick Bosa and D Ford, on the same side of the line, that's on third cheating. And long. That's that is cheating. An infinite cheat code. That's infinite lies. Infinite ammo. Whatever, up, down, left, right, A, B, A, B, start. Whatever it is, that's what they typed in, because that is not fair. It is not fair to an offensive line to line those two guys up on the same side. And I think they found a money, a money formation for once they had to face Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so we said we said it um, in the pregame uh, pod. As long as D four gives you fifteen to twenty snaps, that's all you need. He had twenty two. Um, you know, Quan Alexander had twenty five. His defense as a whole was forty six defensive snaps. So he was you know out there for a little bit under the half, forty eight percent for D Ford and fifty four percent for Quan. That's that's what you, that's what you need. That's what you yep. want. Yep. Um, and then you got guys, you know, the guys like uh, Earl Mitchell and Zettel. 
taking up another 11 snaps. You're getting fresher guys in there um, to help with the rotation. You know, Buckner, uh, Bosa, and Armstead, 34-35 each collectively. Um, you know, that's that's what you want, rotation like that. That helps keep this team different than the line fresh, and you saw it was just fast speed. Anytime the Packers were uh, – Packers, excuse me. The Vikings were forced to pass. Kirk Cousins had no time to throw. He had nowhere to go, nowhere to go. Um and D Ford lining up next to Bosa, like you said, that's just that's cheating. You know, you can run stunt off that. You're putting Nick, you're putting Nick Bosa on a guard, or you're putting D Ford on a guard. That's cheating. And um, <laughs> I'm here for it. You know, Solomon Thomas had 14, 14 snaps. You know, that's that's three guys getting 11, 11, and 14. Um, you know, that's you're you're helping keep your other guys fresh, Buckner, uh, Bosa, and Armstead. You're keeping those guys fresh. It, it's it's a plus when you can do that. You know, you can get guys in there. Sheldon Day had 22 snaps. You know, you're getting – that's the rotation the Niners wanted. Um, and you saw that early in the season, and it paid off. And, well, it paid off last night. And uh, that defensive line got after Kirk Cousins and that, that rushing a game that kind of worried me. But for 10 carries and 19 yards or whatever the yardage was for the Vikings, rushing was just insane. 20 – yeah, 21 yards on 10 carries. Yeah. That was outstanding. Um, yeah. Hey, look, Solomon Thomas deserves to be abusive. singled out. He deserves to be singled out. He looked a bit. good. He looked really good. There's Fast. a play when there was a play after I believe it was after the Armstead sack. Yeah, he was that, in the backfield. That, that pinned that pinned the Vikings back on like the two yard line. Yeah. The next snap, Solomon Thomas was in the backfield before Kirk Cousins had even had the ball in his hands. I mean, he shot off the ball so fast, so fast legally. Legally shot off the ball that fast. Um, look, you said he, he played, what, 14 snaps? Yeah. Three tackles. All three were solo tackles. He had a sack, a tackle for loss, and a QB hit in 14 snaps. That's incredible. That's awesome. It's exactly what the 49ers need to be seeing from him really all season long. But if he wants to show up and be a playoff monster, I'm all for it. I am all for it. This oh, is yeah. when it really, 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 really counts. So Solomon Thomas, I think, had a fantastic game in the limited snaps, and I think he deserves... A lot of credit, especially from someone like me who has been so hard on him all see all year, all off season, pretty much since we started doing this. Like my number one thing to do was like talk shit about Solomon Thomas. That's yeah. what I've been doing. <laughs> and and I look, I, I'll be the first one to admit when guys that I don't think are great play really well, I'm going to give them credit. Solomon Thomas had the best game he's ever had in a Fort Niners uniform. And it came in the divisional round of the playoffs. That's exactly what you want to see. Yeah. It's uh it's a plus to see that from Zali. Um let's uh let's see here. So we you said it D line, run defense, you, you, know, the, you gotta give it to the running backs. Yep. Coleman, Mostert, Brita, even Debo had a couple runs in there. Um the running backs just, you know, Kyle said, all right, strap up strap up your chin straps, we're gonna run the ball. And uh that's exactly what the Niners did. Uh Coleman twenty two carries for hundred and five yards. Mostert, 12 for 58. Brita, 8 for 17. Debo, 1 for 6. But I felt deep. You could feel Debo in the run game just off the motioning and everything else that they were doing, getting guys to move out of these zones and move move these guys away from the rush lanes the Niners are trying to get. And uh, Debo's a guy you have to account for in that rush game. And it, it showed early and often in this game, too, by having him motion back and forth all over the goddamn field. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the run game was just... Outstanding. Tevin Coleman, like you said, you know, his best game since the Carolina game. And then Raheem Mostert, you know, when he gets in there, he's he's just a lightning bolt. He's gonna get in, hit his hole and go. 
4.8 yards, 4.8 for Mostert and Coleman, 2.1 for Brita, and then 6, obviously, because it's just one carry for Samuels. thought the running backs played a hell of a game. And, it, you know, the Niners didn't have to throw the ball much, and that's because Kyle Shanahan said, I'm just going to run the ball down your throat. And they, those guys stepped up. That's Their numbers were called to run the ball, and they stepped up. They did their thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, it, it, there's no question. There's no question that they, they did exactly what they had to do. Um, I, I thought another player that played a very good game, Jimmy Ward. Just Jimmy Mr. Ward. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie back there at safety. Um, he had a monster hit that he laid on Stefan Diggs, and I think that's I think that hit is when I realized, all right, this game is actually over. <laughs> like they have no chance. Once Jimmy Ward, uh, Emmanuel Mosley had some pretty good coverage down the left side of the field. They threw the ball to him. Um, Diggs wasn't going to make the catch before Jimmy Ward got over there, but Jimmy Ward got over there. He laid the wood legally, hit him, and just I think that was the hit where that was the get your sorry asses off the field moment. Yeah, for for the 49ers, for, from what Quan yelled in the Panthers game, I think that was the moment that you could have heard Quan say it. You could have heard him say it right then. Yeah, um, and, and that's that's really that's that's just another play. I just want to give Jimmy Ward some love because I know he's much maligned in in 49ers faithful's minds. He shouldn't be. He's been playing really well all year, and he's a big part of why this defense works. Oh yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Ward was everywhere, and you know he had he had the big he had a couple big hits. You know he said the hit on Diggs um, when they went down the deep left side breaks up the pass play, and then he had the game the one the game ceiling tackle mm-hmm. on Irv Smith. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Ward played a hell of a game. You know it's just as a team, man. It was just it was great to see. Um, Got to give some love to you know to Robert Sala. Robert Sala just had. A great game plan you know there was a uh, tweet uh, that came out um, Friday night Josina Anderson um, she was saying about the Browns head coaching job and I just thought it was funny how she worded it um, hold on let me grab it here real quick she said our it's it's in reference to the Paul D Podesta recommends Josh McDaniels his job security should be on the line if he does in response to that Josina Anderson says I heard similar compliments of two candidates post-interview Friday. A lot was kept close to the vest outside of that. Additionally, one player told me to watch out if third, if a 30 spot gets posted by Minnesota tomorrow, referencing um, the offensive coordinator <laughs> for the Vikings. Um, if, if a 30 spot gets posted. A 30 spot. like she, like she They barely racked up 30 yards. They wanted a 30 spot. Like, as Robert Sala said, listen here. Jimmy Haslam, suck my dick. I do not want to coach the Browns. You know, granted, Robert saw, you know, that would have been a great opportunity for him, but I'm glad he didn't go, and I'm glad he's not leaving um, to a franchise like the Browns where they can't get it right. It's just he'd be the scapegoat. He would lose a lot of credibility. Mm-hmm. He'd also lose, you know, when you're getting into the head coaching circle and then you go to a team like the Browns and, you you, you know, you fail um, – you know, you, you're not going to get back into the coaching circle for a while or head coaching circle. You're going to go back to a coordinator or a position mm-hmm. coach. You don't want to take a demotion. By all accounts, his, his, his players San Francisco love him. Kyle Shanahan likes him. John Lynch likes him. You know, could the Niners upgrade? Of course, every, there's always somebody better, but he fits what this team needs. He has the energy for this team. Um, he brings it every Sunday, every practice. You, you hear from the guys. Uh, Robert Saw had a hell of a game plan. Um, the Browns made a terrible mistake by having, hiring Stefanski. But that's the Browns who gives a shit. And um, 
but I just thought it was funny how they worded that. Watch if Minnesota drops a 30 spot. Bitch, you guys didn't even have 30 yards rushing. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, the, the, one, the one job I, I keep my eye on for Salah, and that's going back to Jacksonville. Yeah. It's really, I think once they move on from Doug Marone, I think Salah's going to be the number one choice, and I think he will leave for that job. So I think next year he is going to take that job. Assuming that, you know, he, he the defense stays up and he stays one of the one of the hot names for head coaches. Um, I think he's going back to back to Jacksonville. Um, but, man, we, we, we touched on a lot from this game. Um, you want to do your player or your play of the game? Um, I'll do play of the game. Okay. Um, play of the game for me was the Debo reception in the first half right before the uh, Tevin Coleman touchdown. It just it just showed how physical the team was. It wasn't a huge play. It wasn't anything spectacular. It was just Jimmy rolls to his left. Um, Debo sits behind uh, uh, Sandejo uh, in, in that zone, and Debo turns around, proceeds to truck Harrison Smith and mm. Xavier Rhodes mm. to the one-yard line. I thought I really thought he was going to get in. Had he got in, that, the place would have erupted because of what he did to Rhodes first and then Harrison Smith. Debo's an animal, man. Debo and George Kittle have have this mentality that you can't tackle me on the first shot. It scares me with Debo because he has a tendency to fumble the ball. But that is the type of player that um, Kyle Shanahan wants. He has his his uh, you know his multi tool with with Debo same in the run game. He's a good he's a good run blocker and he can catch the ball and then he runs after the catch and he'll break some tackles and um, he just he just makes plays and he also had another really good play um, where he gains the first down where they're trying to like pick him up off the ground and he still gets the first down. I forget what situation that was, but. Um, I thought Debo had a hell of a game. He is my, uh, he has the play of the game for me. It wasn't anything huge, but it was a tone setting play. You know, where he just ran over roads. You know, I remember a couple years ago, everything was roads closed, roads closed. Bitch, he just ran you over. The road is open, and it was all day on Xavier Rhodes. You know, he was getting pushed around in the run game. He was getting pushed around in the pass game. Um, Xavier Rhodes might be done in Minnesota. And no, Niners fans, if he becomes a free agent, no, I do not want Xavier Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Debo Samuel uh, with a tone-setting play in that first half uh, to set up the uh, the touchdown to Tevin Coleman. Yeah, um, the play you were talking about where, where Debo fought his way for a first down, but it was like third and 11. So I think so. It was a huge play. Where yeah, Debo third and 11 it. right here. Yeah, yeah third, third and 11. 11. He caught it at about nine yards, and he fought for about four more. To, yeah, he got 14 yards chains. on it. And uh, that's 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 a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's the kind of stuff you want to see from from your wide receivers. Um, and he, he, he with that real quick. He he went through and Anthony Barr and Xavier Rhodes on that one. So on two on two plays in that drive, fourteen yards, and then he had the the eighteen yarder. So you know thirty two yards in two, in receptions on that drive. He had a big drive uh, for the Niners, and both of them had you know yards after the catch and just after contact yards. So Debo is a uh, it's a man. Yeah, now between him and Kittle, I mean, they really got two guys that are going to fight for the extra yardage on every every time they touch the ball. And it's awesome. Uh, my play of the game. Now, I said this I said this in the pregame. You're going to come at the king, you best not miss. Well, Kirk Cousins missed, and Richard Sherman ran a route for Adam Thielen and picked it right off. Uh, that was that was the that was vintage Richard Sherman. Something we haven't seen in a while, right? The interception numbers have gone way down. And again, it's all tied to the pass rush, right? It's all tied to the pass rush. The pass mm-hmm. rush finally steps it up again. 
you know, it gets back to that point where you get D Ford and you get all your guys back and, and healthy. And the secondary benefits. And the secondary benefited when when Sherm picked off that pass. Um it just it just felt like the biggest momentum swing to me. Um you know, the second half, the Niners come out, they're not really doing a whole lot with the ball. They they oh, they're just like, you know, they're not moving very well. Kirk Cousins looks like he might be starting to get into a rhythm. And then all of a sudden, Sherman picks it off. They, they turn around. They score seven points on it. Tevin Coleman gets the second touchdown of the game. And at that point, you're just like, okay, cool. I can somewhat relax now. I can stop pacing in my living room. Yeah. I can go from pacing to just standing. I still yeah, can't sit when I watch him play. I still can't watch him play. I still can't sit and watch him play, but I can just stand there. But I'm no longer pacing around. And, and, and Sherm just making that play and then hearing him in the post game, and you know, hearing him say, like, hey, get comfortable. We're here for a while. And then hear him call out the NFL because they gave him the HGH and the steroid test right after the game. Like just hearing Richard Sherman do all this stuff. Um, it's nice to have him in red and gold and not see him in Seattle. And, and I think he just brings this awesome veteran leadership. Someone that's been to the Super Bowl, someone's won the Super Bowl, knows how to corral these young guys and, and get them focused on the right thing. And uh, hey, look, that's why they call him Unc, right? Uncle Sherman. Yeah. And he's he's living up to that, and this year he's just been he's been that guy. He gets my play of the game for his interception, and, and really just kind of putting the nail in the coffin in the Vikings. For sure, um, Sherm is he is. You know, I when he was signed, Niners Twitter was in a frenzy. You know, people were like, "Oh, why? You you know, you're bringing in the enemy." You know what? Big deal. He made fun of Crabtree. Shut up. Um, the the man has been everything you want in a a veteran leader. He does everything, and that's kind of what I wanted when he signed. I didn't know I, I had my questions about the Achilles. I thought, mm-hmm. damn, there's no way. You know, Achilles is tough, and then he had a couple of knee issues. You know, and then he had to have the surgery on the other heel. I was like, oh shit. But what I really wanted him for was his stuff off the field, how he teaches, what he's teaching. You know, his presence in the media, the way he's in the locker room. And if we if he never played a snap and that's what we got from him, it was worth it. But he is playing snaps, he's playing valuable snaps, and he's making big plays for this team um, in in big moments. And and Sherm gets Sherm gets a lot of Sherm, Sherm gets a lot of respect and credit from me, and I, I I'm glad he's on our side finally. Um, but uh, you know we'll get into player of the game. My player of the game, I was gonna go with somebody. I'm gonna change it real quick. I'm going okay. with a guy. He he didn't show up on the stat sheet. Uh, at all uh, this game but it's Quan Alexander and the energy that 49ers media put out <laughs> the night before the or two nights before the game that he was coming back with their video and mm-hmm. then the, the, the pregame video it's all Quan 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 the hype the energy that he brings to this team whether he has a tackle or not or makes a huge play or not he was everywhere Maybe he's just a little bit, a little slow to the to the to the spot, but the other guys got 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 there before he got there. But he was there, like he's around the ball, and uh, I thought Quan what he did for the defense and for this team as a whole to energize them as well as you know the crowd and to get everything else rocking for this team. I thought was huge. I know he didn't show up in the stat sheet, but he was out there on the field and you felt his presence. And you know he's always out there supporting his teammates. You know Armstead has a sack, and who's the first one next to him? It's Quan. You know mm-hmm. Bosa has a sack. Who's right there? Quan. You know Buckner has a sack. Quan's right there. Like it's just he's just a team guy, and that's something that 
John Lynch said in his opening press conference when he when he got hired, we're going to build a team that you're proud of. We're going to build a team full of high character guys and guys who are, you know, be supportive of each other. And everything that he said there, and Quan is a perfect example of the kind of guy that John Lynch wanted for this team and Kyle Shanahan wanted for his team. And I thought he, I didn't think he played bad. I didn't think he played great, but he provided a spark um, for this defense just to get to the next level. Um, and you know, that's going to be big going up into the, into this NFC championship game. So having Quan back was my player of the game. Um, but I, you know, I guess I can just mention them. KB was my original player of the game. Big first down All KB does catch first downs and touchdowns. And that's what he's been doing all year. Mm-hmm. Big first touchdown of the game, big first down in that second drive or third drive, whatever it was. And, uh, KB, you know, three catches for 40 yards. He always got these three catches and they're usually two of them are pretty big. And he had two big catches in this game. Yeah, KB played great. He played great. Um, uh, so, 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 Jamie, you played in the in the national championship game Saturday before before the Forty Nine ers played, and a lot of people gave me a bunch of crap because I was watching. Say, so, well, you watching D three football? I wasn't uh, watching D three football. It's not D three football. Some of the players that came out that are FCS guys. Jimmy Garoppolo is one of them. Juice is one. Uh, KB. You know, there's a lot of guys that went to. FCS schools. Stop calling D three, y'all. I'm getting kind of pissed off at you guys yelling, yeah. at, my J- yelling at my Jamie Dukes like that. Um, no, uh, no, you look at my player of the game. I was gonna cheat, right? You changed. I'm gonna change. I was gonna cheat. I was just say the whole defense, that the whole squad, fair. the whole squad. That's how well they played. But I'm, I'm gonna zone it in. I'm gonna zone it in on one guy, and it's Nick Bosa. You said that, that Quan Alexander didn't show up in the stat sheet. Well, Nick Bosa filled it up. He filled it up. He had six tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, one pass defense, three QB hits. The only thing, the only little, the only little line he didn't cover in the stat sheet is he didn't score a touchdown. Other than that, Nick Bosa had all all the stat sheet piled up, and he he wasn't just piling up the stat sheet either. He was playing incredibly well. That pass deflection was on a flat zone that he was running, and he maneuvered his way in front of Dalvin Cook. To knock the pass away, this is not like some he jumped up at the line and knocked it down. No, this is Nick Bosa was in coverage, yeah, and knocked the ball down. An incredible play. His two sacks. He had the, the play of the game for any Niners fan had to be the one where he gets the wind knocked out of him, and everybody's sitting there and they're dreading it. They're going, "Oh no, oh no, what are we going to do without Nick Bosa?" And then he pops up like nodding his head like the goon that he is. I, it, look. Nick, I love it. I, I thought Nick Bosa played out oh, of his mind, dude. I it, it, look. I got, I got the tweet, and I'm saying like when when your friends think you drink too much at the pregame, but you rally. That's pretty much what it looked like, right? It, yeah. Look, it's man, man. Nick Bosa played a hell of a game, and if the 49ers are going to go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, whatever it is this year, they're gonna they're gonna ride Nick Bosa. They're they're going to they're gonna keep up with him and let him take them as far as you can. Because that's the kind of impact he has on just about every game that he plays in right now. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bosa, when he went down and then he gets up, I'm like, the first thing I thought of was the, uh, if anyone's seen Jerry Maguire where Rod Tidwell falls, lands on his head, and he's like, give me a second. Just give me a second. And then the crowd goes nuts. It starts calling him Rod, Rod, Rod. (laughs) And then and he gets up, he does his backflip, and he's sprinting down the sideline, and Bosa gets up. And goes nuts, and the crowd goes absolutely ape shit. And then you know the whole Bosa chant reminds you of that chant in um, in Gladiator when they start chanting Spaniard. It's just amazing how it gets going, and it's just oh, I wish I was there for that one. That one, 
that was a game that I wanted to go to. My neighbor went and he was trying to get me to go and I just couldn't do it. I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going. But um, Nick Bosa is uh, everything he wanted in a second overall pick. I mean, there's not much left to say about the guy. The guy is, he's amazing. And D Ford, Buckner, and Armstead, and, and Ford and Bosa get together. Hopefully we can keep that crew together for at least two, three more years um, because that's going to be scary for a lot of offenses. Yeah, uh, that defensive line is built. It is built. Hey, yeah. Look, like we said they got five first-round picks on it, and uh, Armstead they're obviously going to have to either tag or sign or do something with. Uh, Buckner they're probably going to give the fifth-year option to. You know, Solomon Thomas finally starting to play pretty well. Man, that whole defense is it's. This is a young football team. It's yes. a very young football team. I think that's but what it, people don't really realize right now. Everybody looks at his team and they go, "Oh, well, you know, they got Sherman." Well, Sherman and Staley, who uh, granted are two of the best, and Emmanuel Sanders, the three S's, right? Yeah, they're, they're three of the three of the most important players on the team. But after that, I mean, it's young, it's young, it's super young. Um, so they're, they're going to be for a while. Yeah, the, this this team is built to win for a long time, and they're built the right way. Uh, I, I, other than that, I don't think we have a whole lot else to talk about. You know, we'll be back early or later on this week. To preview the Packers game, NFC Championship game, we're going to be previewing. Yeah, NFC had, Championship game. You know, I know, I know. We say it every week. Had you signed us up for four, thirteen and three, and in, in, a, in a home playoff win, beginning of the year, we would have been ecstatic. You know, and now I'm very ecstatic, and I have this unwavering confidence that we are going to the Super Bowl, and it's um, it's hard to shake, and I still feel like I'm going to be nervous going into the game. But there's something about this team, you know, the the adversity that they faced the first two years with all the injuries and all the losing and, you know, the deaths in the families, and, you know, with CJ's brother um, and, and, and Tony York and Dwight Clark passed away. Like, there's something here for this team just to, you know, to to get this thing done. I believe in things like that. I don't know. Call me weird, whatever. But I'm, I'm it's just one of those things, you know, that whole champions behave like champions speech. That Jed York gave a couple, you know, a year ago. That's mm-hmm. that's sticking with this team, and you're seeing it every week. They come out and play hard. They they do what they're they do what they're told. They hardly make mistakes. Um, it's just a solid football team, and I'm glad that they're they're this far. And I'm glad to be a Niner fan. And everyone else out there, I'm pretty sure feels the same way. Um, but this is the Fourth and Gold Podcast. I'm Javi. That is Matt. We will be back uh, later on this week to preview the, the Packers and Niners NFC Championship game. And NFC that's, Championship game. That's four NFC title games in the last ten years. By the way, everybody, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the Niners have you know forever for those dumbass fans who want to say the Niners haven't been relevant. Yeah, we've had our down years, but we have four NFC title games in four in in, in the last ten years. Um, I don't know how many other teams have had that except for the pa- the Patriots. So yeah. uh, shut yeah. up. And uh, <laughs> you know we'll be back to t- to preview that game. I'm sure I'll be on another Packer podcast and they'll talk to me about it. And um, but until then. You know, enjoy the win. Stay humble. Like Sherm says, stay humble. I know we beat the shit out of the Packers the first time, but playing a team second time, usually things get a little bit tighter, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is coming ready to play. It is the playoffs. Um, But the Niners should hopefully come out victorious and go to the Super Bowl. Let's get this win on Sunday. But we'll be back on Thursday. I'm Javi. That is Matt. I'm on Twitter at fourth, excuse me, at JavierVague underscore, and Matt at... Matt Bar underscore. Don't forget, we're giving away the George Kittle sign football. Yep. So we've got that. We've got that up. Um, so you just want to make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Just you know, if you if you can't 
if you can't leave a review or, or rate it, whatever, screenshot it, send it to me. Yes, please. Send it to me, at MattBar underscore. Don't send it to Javi. Javi is doing t-shirt stuff, which, by the way, our Disrespectful Kyle shirts are sold out right now. Yes. So thank you all so much for the support. Second run is sold out. So I know I know because we saw all of them out in the wild, right? We had people sending us pictures left <laughs> that right was awesome. of them at the game. It's awesome. We really appreciate you all supporting us and everything. Um, so, yeah, just get in for the George Kittle sign football. Subscribe, rate, review. Uh, leave your Twitter handle in the review. Uh, screenshot it. Send it to me. Send it to me. Send it to Matt. <laughs> Don't send it to Javi. Javi's got enough stuff going on. Um, and, and we'll get you entered. We're going to do the random drawing. And and look, we're we're looking we're looking forward to this one. So, thank you all for the support. We're out of t-shirts for right now. We might be doing a third run. We're gonna see if we can generate enough interest. But you all wearing it out in public at the game, taking pictures, sending it to us. Super awesome to see. Just something that we kind of came up with this year that our boy Scott came up with, and we've been kind of just riding all year and see it to come to fruition. It's super cool. Yeah, it's uh. Definitely, it's fun to do. I enjoy it. It's it's just the fact that I've been sick the last couple of days. It's uh, makes things very difficult to get them going. But uh, I'm doing my best to get them all out. The second run I should have in my possession in the next couple of days, and I will send them out as fast as I can to get them out to everybody before the game on Sunday. Hopefully, everyone can receive them by Friday or Saturday. Um, I don't control the post office. If you live far. You know, most of those things that I shipped out said Wednesday. Most of you guys got them on Thursday. So uh, I can only do what I can with the post office. Uh, but other than that, um, Niners win 27-10. They are on their way to the NFC title game, 16th in NF- in the 49ers history. Um, the greatest franchise in NFL history has is on its way to a 16th NFC title game. Um, until Thursday, go Niners. Peace. Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.